To an all new episode of the Lamont Experience, produced by Experience Creative and brought to you by Boston Cannabis Week and powered by MCR Labs and the good folks at Boston Hemp Company. As you can see, I am in a new space right now. I've got a new little man cave going. I got my ghost. I got a ghost because it's Halloween season. And I'm excited about my new guest today. My next guest uh, has become a pretty good friend of mine. He is the founder of one of the coolest Instagram accounts going right now, one of the most popular, following Boston. Please welcome Michael Kalish. Michael. Thank you so much, Lamont. I appreciate it. Honored to be How here. How is everything with you, Michael? Always uh, thrilled to be chatting with you. Always yeah, thrilled. Man. Thanks so much. How do, we, how do we meet? I was thinking about that, and I wanted to make sure that I had it correct for the uh, chat today. And I'm going to go ahead and say that it was the 2019 Boston Ah, the 10th annual. The 10th, what do they call that when it's the 10th anniversary? What's that? What, what, uh, is that 10? What is that, um... The Big 10? What's the medal? What's the medal? The practice medal? We'll have to find that. That was a fun, that was a fun time, man. I was there to perform and you were there to take pictures. That was uh, great. And then we met, and then I think we blazed. Even did we? It's possible. It's possible. Market up. Uh, check the notes. Uh, it's quite possible, though. I do know that it was the first time I saw you absolutely slay like that, room that big, and uh, from that moment, I'm thinking we got to do something together. I got this. I've just anything. We got to do something. That 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 uh, was a surreal experience, man. Like to perform on that stage in front of all those people, like 5,000 people, I can't even, you know, I had somebody even say to me, hey, Lamont, so is that your first arena show? And I, first of all, who gets arena shows, right? Like Kevin Hart, Michael and then yeah, Michael Che, and I, that's kind of it. But yeah. so was it my first? I mean, at, the, at that point, I was like, nah, it's my third, because I had done two before. Yeah. So I was like, nah, it's my third, baby. Because it was the third one that weekend, mm-hmm. but I mean, I had I had a good time, and it was cool meeting you and learning about following Boston, and then we linked up. We linked up. Right. I mean, it was just an honor for me to be there, you know, doing uh, this thing that I love so much. It's a, just a new kind of press, and it just allowed me to kind of uh, you know be a fan of yours, seek you out, and 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 potentially do something together, and and here we are. So it's uh, it's a, it's an amazing story. So you have a following Boston is not where it ends though. Like you got following Los Angeles, following Chicago, following. following forgive me if I'm wrong. Portland, following New York. So we have following uh, New York. How did I forget? How did I? How did I leave New York out and go straight to Portland? My bad, NYC. Could be in Portland. A lot going on there right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on there right now. Maybe that's where my brain's at. My brain's. At. I'm thinking about civil rights. Indeed, indeed. So what? Well, how did it come about? How did following Boston? come about are you from boston um i'm from massachusetts from longmeadow mass so i've uh, loved boston been in boston been around it all my life i'm a filmmaker so when i went to school was in uh, philadelphia uh, university mm-hmm. of arts and as soon as i figured out how to 
tell stories um, with the medium, I, I got the hell out of there because I didn't know anybody and I didn't really feel like it was going to welcome me the, the same way that potentially Boston could. And so I came back to Boston and um, got involved with film education for a while, did some things with Boston University, uh, Boston Film and Video Foundation, and then figured it was time to start my own project. And at the time, I was just really um, into documentary films, like a lot of us are. Yeah. And the thing that was the closest to me, that I, the subject-wise, was uh, were social photographers. And so, 2015, um, a lot of the the social photography hubs were kind of becoming popular, where people would um, they would post people's photos with a specific hashtag, but then they would also offer meetups to where people could you know, um, have social interaction and, you know, potentially more. So um, these folks were kind of a perfect uh, bubble to start examining because they had a story to tell and and I was willing to, um, you know, document it. And I figured once we kind of had a taste of the social photographers, then we could move on to other um, groups of musicians, other artists, and just get a real sense of what each city was like told through um, creatives. And so it really just started with that, with just a need to, to want to make a documentary film. That's excellent, man. I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, it doesn't just have to be sort of a video that tells a story. A single picture can actually express a whole lot, like a tree and some yeah. leaves. And I'm, I'm a big fan of, of autumn, fall. You know, I mm -hmm. love fall. And any, anything I see, like my Instagram is like all Halloween and autumn accounts. and. That's what I love. All I, that's what I follow, and I, I like everything. It's ridiculous. So I don't understand. Like people don't get it. Like they don't get. Like you can look at one picture, and you can see a whole world of information. Right. It's like a painting. You know, it's just yeah. it's harder. But you, it's not. You know, uh, movies are, are interesting, but you know they're made of of hundreds of people sometimes. So um, just the idea of just that one photograph telling the story. You know, especially like in a press sense, to where you really wouldn't need any words. There it is. That photo tells the whole story. Uh, such a profound kind of thing that hit me at a really young age and probably, you know, pushed me down this path of wanting to be a storyteller myself. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, no, no, that's, that's, that's excellent. Like the Thank idea you. and the focus in the art world, like art is such an, uh, such a necessary component to our society. And that's another thing that's undervalued, like as great as it is and as much as it's brought to the world, art is so undervalued and it needs to be a priority you know right and i was thinking i was thinking of this too like in today's age where everybody has a phone with a camera on it so everybody's taking pictures and then when you add filter possibilities into it everybody thinks they're the next um insert famous photographer here i'm not you know everybody thinks they're ansel adams is that it is that a good one yeah ansel adams absolutely yeah yeah look at me huh with the with the art knowledge right you know so how do you how do you uh how do you dunk on these people who come to you going i can do it too i think it goes it all goes back to like the most simplest form of your art wherever that started so for me if i see a photo with a lot of filters on it i know that you're just covering it up and that that original image might be more interesting than whatever you're trying to do to it um if the image if the image was it would live on its own and you might not have to um kind of you know gunk it up as much as, as some people do it's like it's more than just the 
photo or just snapping the photo, right? It's the, it's the before. All a lot of work is done before the photo is snapped, right? Like you, the the positioning of your subject or the angles that you take to to present the possible story here, you know, like that's that goes a lot into it, correct? That's your eye. That's your that's that's your signature on it. And you know, if you can get to a point, whether it's in whatever, I mean, even with you, Lamont, you get to a point where, you know, I, I can hear a joke or read it on Twitter, and I know it's you. That's a signature. I mean, that's an artist right there. And the uh, voice, the voice. I mean, I think that's what we're all going for. I mean, it's just uh, in any in any medium, you know, you can pick out these masters, and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's fun to watch. It certainly is. It's like I'm a big fan of jazz music. And, oh, yeah. uh, I love jazz, and the saxophone is one of the greatest instruments ever. But I can listen to ten different mm. saxophonists and the same instrument, but every each one of those musicians has a fingerprint mm-hmm. on their sound, and you can tell instantly. I'm like, oh, that's that's Cannonball Adderley. Oh no, oh that's Coltrane. Like immediately, you know immediately. who it is. Yeah. Right, especially with Coltrane, I mean, immediately, you know. Um, it's yeah, I mean, it's. That's what we're all going for, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about our thing. You guys reached out to me. And uh, and since September, I have partnered with you guys to drop a few times a week some content onto your page for people to enjoy. How's that been going so far? Have you guys any feedback? Anybody let you anybody tell you that I suck? Like, who are they? Let me know their names. Not to my face. Um, and we don't have anymore so I you know I don't really know but how I can tell is um, we like it <laughs> so if we like it then I believe that the community is gonna like it I mean we've been doing it now for five years every day of just feeding this content very unique content um, and that's been the only kind of criteria for it I mean I, I look at it and it's like I, I like it or you don't like it and the other folks that are posting with us feel the same way um, and you're a voice of this uh, city that I'm in love with and we're all following so I want to know what you have to say and um, I also love breaking up just the pictures of Boston you know it's 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 um it's one just one part of what we do but I'm really interested in the um, original content you know I, I would love to nudge more towards its own kind of vice-like entity and that starts you know with uh, folks like yourself collaborating with us to um, expand the message and to expand the audience and to also show that we would like to have other like-minded folks like yourself, you know, with us. This is not an exclusive thing of just kind of who we know. Um, for me, like when we called this thing Following Boston from the start, I, I knew that that was going to be like the biggest challenge I-, I had, no matter how long this thing went, was to live up to that name and really do it and follow the city and not just my version of it or what what I'm safe or what uh, the city what's going on music wise culture uh, everything everything and so it's it's been amazing to get to know people that I, I, I might have been um, I don't know a little intimidated before and, and this has given me you know kind of a you know cape to you know show up places I wouldn't normally uh, go and it's, it's been it's been an incredible ride. I, uh, I have to agree with you there, Mike. I am very intimidating. Um, nope. It's just it's just a thing. It's my charm. I know. Uh, this month this month September went great with the content. I thought it was I thought it went great. I picked up Indeed. some followers uh, from you guys. That was awesome. Now we're nope. in October, and mm-hmm. you know it's Halloween month, so 
That's uh, all that I'm going to be. We're going to be coming out with. There's going to be more Halloween content coming up. And I have a ooh, I have a, a good one that I'm going to send to you guys this afternoon. I just thought of very great pumpkiny. Oh, look very forward. great pumpkin. Mm hmm. And then there's something with candy corn. Yes, I hope. I'm just throwing that out. Know. Listen, let me tell you something. If you can't, I, I think I think I think people should know this. Um, putting candy corn in my trick or treat bag is an act of war. You understand? Individual corns? Any of them. A bag, individual, different flavors. I don't care what they are. I will yeah. fight your whole house if you put candy corn anywhere near the real candy in my bag. Can Halloween is a chocolate holiday that allows a few sort of more, I don't know, what's the word here? Like starbursty, what, like fruit flavored mm. candies. And starburst. It's a chocolate holiday, first and foremost. Don't get it twisted. Snickers, right. candy, uh, Snickers, Twix, Kit Kats, Reese's mm. Cups. Mm. These are the main thing. Candy ah. corn. If you now, give me candy corn when no, I was a kid. And no almond joy. No, no coconuts. Right. So there must no be exceptions. Must be exceptions. If you give me candy corn, almond joy, or anything with coconut in it, I will turn your house into a Western omelet. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know this, but I'm glad that you're putting this down here so that others will now know. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that, you know. And um, talk about oh, okay. candy. Talk about candy and, and art. Mm. Makes me candy. think like, you know, artists. Artists like us. And we like to, uh, you know, we're obviously Boston Cannabis Week is our engine here. Indeed. So, Indeed. what is your thing, man? Talk to me. Your cannabis well, thing. This will be this will be interesting. So, before I was following Boston, um, yeah, I was following uh, hippie bands like the Grateful Dead and Fish, and so I went from one kind of bubble that was, you know, very kind of much about the cannabis community to another one, which is, you know, any major city right now in America. So, um, you know, my personal um, experience with it is, you know, much like a lot of people when I was growing up, um, I kind of gravitated to it and was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is, you know, this is for me. But I really didn't know, understand it or know how to kind of use it in more of like a, a medical sense. So you just spend a lot of your time just being totally, you know, blazed, which is good. But until you want to, you know, be productive and, you know, enjoy, you know, life and have people like you and keep a job and do things, you got to find a way to kind of juggle that. Yeah. So it took a whole bunch of years um, for this country to just figure out, you know, like there's a medicinal purpose behind it. And so well, it's like... You, a Without getting into all the political ridiculousness mm -hmm. of, you know, all the stuff that we saw when we were kids on mm -hmm. all the, like the public service announcements, you know, like with everybody smoking weed and this yeah. will happen to you if you smoke weed. Right. I, listen, or the all, I, all, all I saw, Reagan, all the way back to Nixon, really. Nixon's the one who really kicked off this quote unquote war on drugs. Reagan just kicked it into overdrive. You yeah. Know? But the, um, the eggs, I but like know it's eggs you know what i mean mm -hmm. you don't you don't want your brain to be eggs right so as a child I saw that i'm like with the with the with when they were frying the egg and they're yeah. just gonna brain i'm like i don't i don't want that i don't want i don't want my brain to be fried egg so it was exactly so, what i wanted when i was smoking i was like let me get 
but then you reach a point where you're like, no, that's exactly what I want. And um, yeah. but like I would watch those commercials. I would watch those commercials, and the only thing I would think of is like, oh yeah, I got weed. Like that's all it would do is remind me that I had weed somewhere. Like oh, that's right. How does it affect you? Like as far as your art goes, like does it expand your mind? Sometimes it does expand my mind. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'll go, oh maybe I wouldn't have thought of this if I didn't, you know, blaze up a little bit before I got my notebook out. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, luckily with this Falling Boston project, we somehow bumped into uh, this amazing brand called Sierra Naturals early on. Um, it, it's a uh, one of Boston's uh, finest dispensaries, and they, they approached us before they even opened their first location because they thought that we might be some kind of, you know, bridge to the community. They really saw it before kind of we did or anything. And um, they're just really great people. And they took us in. And kind of prior to that, I really didn't know much about, you know, it's just, here you go, here's your, here's your bag of weed. And after hanging with them for a little bit and really understanding that, you know, they're, if you're looking to be productive and if you're looking to, you know, not uh, sleep all day and you want, you want to find the right thing, it's just like any vitamin or something that you're, you know, missing or a medication or something that if it's, if it's, not, if it's not making you feel the way that you want to feel, which would be for a lot of creatives, which is productive, um, then you're doing the wrong thing. So, um, you know, that's where, you know, sativas come into it. Um, mm -hmm. It's just gonna, it's gonna be a thing where it's not going to um, just lay you out, you know, where you're, you know, just kind of hanging on and um, eventually, you know, sleep is, is all you have. I guess that's kind of what you're looking for. And I think I love that it's available to you and that you know, you know, to go into a store and be able to ask for it now specifically or get the education is just incredible. Um, but for me, it's it's more of like a, a positivity thing. It's more of like a, an upbeat and go to work. And it's you're right, it's that fine line to where, um, you know, you got to find the right thing. And, and you know, luckily, Sarah Naturals has been incredible. Um, I mean, it brings me to another point is probably like I haven't um, like physically, you know, smoked anything in years. And that's because of, you know, what's happened in this state by allowing the uh, medical marijuana to become a reality. Um, I, I, I guess while I was, you know, when I was growing up, it was just, that was the only way you could receive it, you know? And I never, even at the time, I always was like, well, that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, now through, um, you know, obviously uh, tinctures or kind of, you know, edibles or other things that you know, if you could just find the right thing that works for you, it's going to be like anything. It's just going to be like a, like I said, like a vitamin. And um, mm. it's been, you know, it's been positive just to be able to know that you can go talk to some good people and be, you know, educated um, about it. Yeah. Uh, that's great, man. That's great. Well, that brings me, that brings me perfectly into this because, uh, you know, I know from knowing you for a little while now that you mm. are a big movie fan, and obviously smoking with the movies is always good. I love always movies. good, and you love. You're like, are you a film nerd? Like, can you, you know what I mean? Like, I look at it like this. A lot of I, I love that. There's some I get some sick satisfaction that uh, that uh, Avengers Endgame has has the all time box office, and then you get some people that go, well, actually. It's an inflation, which I understand, but they go, well, it's, if you think about it, it's really Casablanca with tickets sold. And I'm like, yeah, Casablanca does have it, but if you really think about it, what else was there to do in 1939? You know what I mean? Excellent point. Avengers got to compete with video games, uh, internet, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Casablanca had to compete with what? 
couple statues. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that like for movies, like for me, like I just let them hit me. And I can remember like early on when I was like, okay, I'm going to be a filmmaker. So I got to go and I have to see Citizen Kane and I got to see Gone with the Wind. And I, got, and I started to do that and it, and it wasn't doing anything for me. It wasn't, I wasn't ending these things like uh, a little mini class. I wasn't like gaining any knowledge on it. So I kind of just stopped it and I realized like that's just not the kind of kind of filmmaker I am. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm interested in all kinds of films, but so I just wait for things to hit me. And however that is, maybe it could be just even like a frame of something, you know, even if it was a poster or a lot of times, you know, when you used to be in like blockbuster video and you'd go by and you just look at the, you know, the, the, the cover and be like, oh, all right, this is, this is my flavor. You know, I'm kind of looking but yeah, for Yeah, you don't force it. Like I'm the same way with comedy. I don't force yeah. it. I wait well, for things to come to me. I can't sit down and go, I'm writing right now because right. I'll drive myself crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, I, I try to let, let it flow. But as far as watching stuff, like I enjoy watching stand-up comedy a lot. I enjoy seeing other great comics perform. For you okay. with movies, all right, here's a good one. What is your, what's your favorite movie of all time? It's such a weird thing. And this is, I don't even know if it's gonna like- Well, do you even have one favorite? Like you can't choose between your kids. I think the most rewatchable movie that I, you know, and I, so I kind of judge it on that because I, I you know, I, I like to uh, see a lot of different films, but I don't want to watch them again necessarily. But like, I think the most rewatchable movie that I've ever seen is uh, Almost Famous for, for me. I think it's, it's- I've never seen it. Oh, it's, it's, you're going to love it, Lamont. But what I, what I love about the movie is that it's, 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 an, it's a real, it's a ride, right? You start in one place, you end in another, and you feel like you just, you went somewhere. And it's, it's uh, that, that's, that's cinema right there. I mean, you just, you forget your life, you know, for a while, and you're just on that journey with these characters. Um, so I can't, I can't. I I'll know, make yeah. you, I'll make you a deal. Okay. I'll make you a deal. I'll watch Almost Famous. Okay. If you agree with me, that Beverly Hills Cop is the mm -hmm. greatest movie of all time. Part one or two, or one and did two. I say, did I say two? I Just said two. Beverly Hills Cop is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop 2 is my top three favorite movies for a long time. And I got to yes. do some reshuffling, I'll, be, I'll admit. But here's my three favorite movies. Beverly Hills Cop, number one. Of course. Number two, Midnight Run. Of course, fabulous. And the third, my third favorite movie of all time is Beverly Hills Cop 2. That's right. Eddie Murphy's my hero, and I will not be apologetic about that. I cannot wait until we remake that film, you and me. I think about it a lot. You remake Beverly Hills Cap? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah, Eddie's a, are you kidding me? He's a god. I mean, Eddie, you know, I can remember my life before, um, I guess, Delirious, you know, seeing like Delirious on the TV, you know, and just like, uh, I was uh, an infant maybe before or something, a child, and then you, you watch that. And, and so Delirious was like the thing that kind of just yanked me right out of the, you know, look, look at what the adults are doing. Okay, he's an adult, he's doing that. By the time- Delirious was the movie, Delirious was the, was the concert film that mm -hmm. the HBO special actually, that made me go, okay. Yeah. When I was a oh, kid, when I was a kid, I saw it. I was soaking up comedy at the time and I saw that and I loved it. Then I saw Beverly Hills, because I was too young when it originally, when those things originally came out. So I saw them on tape like years later. We're talking like early nineties and stuff. And when I saw Beverly Hills Cop, I knew, I was like, I, I had seen, I snuck and saw Delirious. 
And then Beverly Hills Cop was on like a, a tape that I had gotten, and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. I wanted mm-hmm. to do what he's doing because I mm-hmm. some I love comedy. There's something about him that spoke mm-hmm. to me, and he's just like you said, he's a right. god, and there's really no, it's, you know, really it's like, no two ways about it. Yeah, he's an artist, and so you can see the climb right there, right? So you can see where even prior to that, I mean, I guess like you know, you know, people would have said like George Carlin or. Uh, you know, Richard Pryor, as far as like, you know, really perfecting, you know, the language and really using, yeah. turning it into an art form. And then I would say by the time, you know, so I, I, that's when I started to notice Eddie Murphy was like right around Delirious. And then so when Raw hit, you know, we're looking at like the peak Elvis. I mean, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at Picasso. You know, you're, you're looking. 27. Yeah, I mean, you're looking. 27. When he looking, said, I'm good, I'm good with stand-up. Yeah, it's just peaking, peaking, and there's nowhere left to go because he's just the, the medium. He, he, he's able to gobble the medium and put it on something for us to see it. And um, it, it's just genius. And um, and then it's, and then what he was saying, it sounded more like music. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, just foul. You know, this was, this was art. Hey, the final topic that I want to talk to you about, Michael Kalish, it yes, being sir. October, it being Halloween season, see that ghost? Ooh. Yes, indeed. Ooh. Yeah, wait. Horror movies. You got a ghost too? I'd be ghosty with you. I figured if I'm going to talk to Lamont Price, I got to have some. Oh, we went to the same. We went to the same dollar store. I saw you there. Yeah. Horror movies is the greatest. Horror movies are the greatest. When you say horror movies, a couple just come to mind right away for me. Okay. Uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I was watching that last night. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, when that thing hit, I mean, that just, because it came in quiet. Nobody knew. It wasn't like, you know, the sequels. And it, this thing just crept on the scene like, uh, like we, it was like a snuff film that somehow snuck into the theater. <laughs> I didn't know what this, what is this? And, um, it was uh, so profound for me to watch that and to see, um, you know, that you could do it on such a low budget, you know, like you could do it on such a low So that, that one whacked me over the head. So then by the time Blair Witch showed up, I'm like, you know, there are no excuses to doing anything anymore. And if you're not doing it, you're just being lazy. That's it. That film shows you that. You want to make a movie? Go make a movie. You don't need anything. Just go do it. Blair Witch, Blair Witch was one of those movies. I saw that in the theaters. And I remember in the theaters, I was like, this is interesting, but I'm not really mm. creeped out by it. But the yeah. magic was, the magic was mm. not in the theaters. It was later when you were alone at home, no Indeed. one else in the house, every little creak, every little sound that you would normally dismiss as, oh, there's just a house. Yeah. You yeah. thought of that movie like, uh-oh, who might be here? That stuff. That's where that movie's genius is. You stay far how it gets you, it stays with you. No basement for a long time. No basement for a long time. But now that you mentioned that, Lamont, it's an excellent. But then if you if you rewind it just a little bit and go back to before the movie came out, that's another good example of marketing genius. And that was probably like the first movie that really used the internet to just fuck with people because yeah. I think people thought it was real. I think people thought this was like a documentary. They were selling it like that. And it was like one of the first websites you ever saw. And you were like, what, what is what is this? 
and that was so raw and so minimal that you're thinking Hollywood didn't make that. So maybe this is some real shit. And so that got the wave of interest going. And um, you know, right there, it cost them like 20 grand. So that that is a master class. Let's put the worst weekend of these kids' lives in the theater. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't get out of that movie quick enough. And, and, and here's another thing is that, you know, um, it was scary, right? Because we see all sorts oh, yeah. of shit. And, I'm, oh, and yeah. you're very rarely scared, right? I mean, I love it when it finally happens, but it's so rare, especially nowadays. But um, that last scene, I mean, holy shit, you know, they, they really delivered. And that's usually where most uh, films fall off a cliff right there you know what i mean they give you the few scares before and you're like all right this is where you should hit it except i'm looking at the credits like you just you lost it you know and that film knocked it out of the park i mean well that's where that's where their film's genius is because most car films you can leave there going i had a good time because they yeah. wrap it up this movie yeah. never wrapped it up and that's yeah. why and, and we'll close on this yeah. my favorite horror movie of all time is the original 1978 john carpenter's halloween because the way it was originally made, it was only supposed to be one. And at the end of that movie, Michael was gone. Mm. He didn't know where he was. So mm -hmm. that is my favorite horror movie of all time. The original Halloween. What's yours, Mike? That's a masterpiece. Um, I mean, my favorite, I mean, I, 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 I don't even think my, my mind or body would let me answer anything other than The Shining. I mean, Jesus. Excellent this, movie. This is a masterpiece. And talk about a masterpiece that keeps giving. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's ever going to stop. I mean, this is like, it's insane what this, what Kubrick did. I mean, this is, uh, he lived in this movie, you know, and he made it so that Stephen King was pissed off about it. I mean, I love that. I love that he perverted it. I love that he made it his own and he didn't take it and try to please everybody with it. Um, he, he did a real, a real, you know, collaborative uh, project there. And um, every single time I watch it, it's so damn fresh. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's speechless. Colors, everything. It's just, it doesn't get any better. That definitely one of the greatest flicks of all time. Two of the greatest horror movies of all time. Mike, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on uh, in October, one of our thank Halloween you. episodes. We got the ghosts up there. Make sure you guys follow Following Boston on Instagram. I still have a partnership with Following Boston. I'll be providing content with them throughout the month of October, all the way up until Halloween. Continue to follow Following Boston. Beyond that, they have great content, great artists. Follow Michael Kalish also on Instagram. So check that out. I'm Lamont Price. Thank you, Michael Kalish. Peace out, guys. Elevate the culture.